0: Welcome to another edition of the AgriFutures Australia Chicken Meat Program podcast series. I'm Rochelle Osmond, poultry extension with the Queensland Department of Agriculture and Fisheries. I am joined today with Dr. Sonia Liu from the University of Sydney, and we're going to be talking about her most recent project that um, has been looking at ways to optimise the amino acid profiles and energy in reduced protein diets. So reduced protein diets is something that has been looked at for quite a while now. Um, Obviously, the importance of trying to reduce uh, the amount of imported soybean meal that we utilise in poultry diets is something that this... Um, low protein diets is trying to achieve obviously but you have hit some challenges along the way too um, that you've identified just in um, the the reduced performance as well as some of the the fat um, and carcass characteristics but some of the things that you've looked at in this project um, one was looking at the fourth limiting amino acid and I was wanting to know why you wanted to go to that next stage and what you might have actually found as well.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks, Rachel. So um, it's uh, definitely a very interesting research area to look into reduce the crude protein diets. So it will certainly um, bring us lots of benefits, not just the economical benefits, uh, it will also bring sustainability benefits as well, because if we reduce the protein content in the diet, that will give us uh, lower nitrogen output. So that will reduce ammonia emission uh, during the production. So. Um, and also uh, it's all for the uh, stability of the food supply as well, which we experienced uh, during the pandemic. And there was a shortage of chicken meat and, and, and sometimes with egg product as well. So um, that's the great picture of um, this project. And you're right, there has been lots of effort globally to look into um, how to successfully reduce protein in. Poultry diet without compromising growth performance because protein is such an important nutrient for all animals. When we reduce its concentration in the diet, then we are risking reducing growth performance and the productivity. So, lots of research um, have been done overseas that's um, Let's focus on maize-based diet. But in Australia we are different. Uh, We don't really grow uh, corn or maize for uh, animal feed industry uh, just because we don't have enough irrigation and rain to uh, to grow corn. In that in a large scale. Therefore, we use a wheat-based diet um, sometimes when it's available and we do use sorghum or barley as well. So that creates a different challenge to us. So um, go back to your question about why we're interested into knowing the force-limiting amino acids. That's actually generated from a research discussion um, with Professor Matt Kitt uh, from University of Arkansas. So he was looking into the force limiting amino acid in maize-based reduced crude protein diet. And then um, we're obviously interested in wheat based diet. Um, And then therefore we uh, actually formed two nice ring studies and use different, uh, exactly similar Exactly the same experimental design but at um, different environment. Uh well all the management management condition is the same when I say environment is different research research sites and the facility. And the one using maize-based diet, the one use corn-based or oh, sorry, wheat-based diet, and that's um that has become very interesting comparison. And then uh, technically. We're interested in force limiting amino acid because this is critical for nutritionists to understand um, which amino acid holds the most importance or relevance in the context of reduced crude protein diet. So, our feed formulation is based on cost. So, it's at least cost of feed formulation. Um, at least in Australia, we managed to formulate two digestible amino acid levels. Uh, I know in some region, maybe they were still uh, formulating based on total amino acid, which we, uh, which may not be optimal, but we just have to deal with resources we have. Mm. And then um, because we're formulating based on cost, therefore we do not have the ability to predict the performance. So uh, the objective of this experiment is really to look into what kind of damage when we remove uh, certain amino acid, um, what kind of damage that will do to performance and the carcass yield to help nutritionists to understand and uh, hopefully help them to make decision, uh, cost decisions in the future.
0: Thanks, Sonia. There's um, a lot of a lot of um, resources, as you said, that have contributed to, to um, looking at these low-protein diets, and what you can do to get the best performance based on your your restrictions. So in your study, looking at that fourth amino acid, um, limiting amino acid, what results did you find and you know, how did you go about actually working that out?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very interesting um, design. It's a... Um, Deletion method. That's what we call deletion method. That means you have a control diet formulated to industry standard, and then you have a so-called positive control diet. That's just um, uh, with, so that positive control diet uh, contained a minimal level of intact protein, um, but then we supplement all the amino acids we care back to the amino acid level in the industry control diet. Then you have a negative control diet. That's just taking out all the supplemental amino acids. Then you have subsequent uh, treatments. In each of these subsequent treatment, you delete supplemental amino acids one by one, um, one at one time, sorry, one at one time. So then you say which one actually caused the most damage. That's how we did it.
0: So what were your results, Sonia?
1: Yeah, so uh, what we found is in wheat-based diet, when we remove whaling, arginine and isoleucine, leucine, uh, that actually resulted in reduction in broader performance. And then when we remove uh, whaling, arginine, isoleucine and also glycine, uh, that negatively influenced the carcass yield. So the conclusion there is we think whaling and arginine uh, may be co-limiting in weight-based diet, um, and, but isoleucine and glycine may potentially limit carcassial de- data.
0: it's some it's, um, really interesting information that you found there, that they're both co-limiting um, amino acids that you've been able to find. What does this mean too, though, when it comes to formulating those diets and what it, uh, what that means for, for poultry nutritionists?
1: I think... Um, I know there is um, sometimes feed formulation where you draw whaling or isoleucine depends on the uh, the cost of other ingredients and also the cost of themselves. Um, I guess the information there is when we're trying to use a low level of these amino acids we just mentioned, uh, just the need to be extremely careful. Uh, Certainly, this is a deletion method and to test, uh, give you a binary answer, which one is more important. So it's more a yes or no question, but then the subsequent research definitely is required to actually quantify the optimum
0: level of these amino acids. Yep, very important information. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Michelle. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I'm um, just your summary and of your project results, as well as your final report, will be available for people to read, and uh, we'll be able to point people in the right direction on where to find that, and it will be located on the AgriFutures Australia website um, under the chicken meat program area. Thank you. Again. Thank you. Sonia, it's been lovely talking with you and I appreciate your time.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.